Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, it's Ishan, welcoming you back to 929, the weekly podcast from Fiverr, the digital freelance marketplace. Before we get into it today, I've got a recommendation for a new podcast that, if you like 929, I think you're going to enjoy. It's from Stoke Talent, a Fiverr company, and it's called How I Scaled My Team. It's got executives from some of the fastest growing tech companies sharing their insights on the biggest challenges they've encountered while scaling their teams and the strategies they use to tackle those challenges. You'll learn from execs from SimilarWeb, Lemonade, Lightrix, Fiverr, and more. Search How I Scaled My Team wherever you listen to this and hit subscribe. For now, though, on with the show. Today, I'm talking to Shira Foyer, the CMO of Trini London. Shira has led Trini London's innovative marketing strategy, which has played a key role in the brand's growth. I oversee global marketing, growth, brand, and creative for the business. Today, she's here to tell us why we should be adopting a growth mindset. Adopting a growth mindset is important because it's essential to drive both personal and business growth and ultimately gives you the ability to enjoy it more while doing it. Here's Shira. So look, we're going to talk about a growth mindset, a phrase we've heard before on the podcast. Uh, what is a growth mindset to you? Um, this is a concept that was researched and developed by Carol Dweck, who's a professor at Stanford University. And for me, I think to understand a growth mindset, you need to first consider a fixed mindset. So with fixed mindset, you believe that ability is set in stone. And so it's based on natural abilities and natural talent and that traits are fixed. So everything's about the outcome. If you fail, that's it. There's no hope. You're a failure. Don't know how to cope with failure, so don't bother to try new things. If you think there's any chance, it might not work out. And generally, I think that if you have a fixed mindset, you're really seeking approval and validation. So on the flip side, with a growth mindset, you think that with hard work, you can achieve and you can grow, and that talent is not a fixed trait. So you understand that you have to work hard and try things and experience failure in order to improve. And you gain satisfaction by pushing yourself and growing. So you actually enjoy putting the effort in that's needed to develop. You like learning and you always want to learn more. You know, I'm thinking of an example of, um, there's a video editor in my team who said that he loves receiving all the edits and amends that we give him because it makes him better. And to me, that's that's it. That's the definition of it. And, you know, it's people who, who see failure as, as an opportunity to learn and it motivates them. And they thrive on seeking challenges and, and stretching themselves to learn something new. And also, I think it's about enjoying being around people who are skilled and talented because you see this as an opportunity for you to learn from them as opposed to comparing yourself to them. And you ask lots of questions. You're not afraid of looking stupid. You know, when I was early in my career, I was in banking and I got yelled at for asking too many questions. And I just thought this guy that yelled at me, like, what is wrong with this guy? I just thought it was madness um, because ultimately expanding your skills and your knowledge is the goal. So that's that's how, how I look at it. So tell me, how have you used this kind of growth mindset? set approach 
at Trilly? Well, everything we do is about testing and learning and encouraging the team to experiment and try new things. And not everything works, but when it doesn't, we learn from it so we can iterate and we can get better. And this applies to both our output that the consumer sees, but also our internal processes and our ways of working. And it's something that we talk about all the time because we really want the team to understand the importance of continuous learning and development. So it's something that they they have to hear about from me on a very regular basis, but I think it's really important. And it makes them better, which makes the company better. Is there a ceiling to this? Can you only get so much better? I think there is such a thing as natural talent in certain areas. But I think that, I mean, ultimately, I do believe that if there's something you want to achieve, you can continue to work to improve it. And the people who are most successful, in my experience, people look at them as if they just have natural gifts. And that's just not true. I think those people have really worked incredibly hard to achieve. So I don't know if there is, I don't really want to believe there is a ceiling. I think there are some things, you know, there's nobody who's 100% one way or the other with this. And there are some things that some people just naturally will never be great at. I will never be athletically good at anything. And I'm okay with that. And you know what? That's all right. But there are other things that I can achieve at. So there, there, yeah, I mean, it's not ever going to be, you can't be 100% amazing at everything just because you work hard, but I think it's worth trying. And tell me about your journey with the growth mindset. How did you come across it as a concept first? Where did you learn about it? Well, I read I read Carol Dweck's book and it was just this like light bulb moment that I was like, I, I want this book to be required reading in schools. I really, you know, I've got two little nephews and I want my sister to make them read this book at a very young age because it's not something that's come naturally to me at all. Um, and it's something that I learned while working, really, because in school, I did really well in school because in my personal belief, I think the academic system rewards a fixed mindset and it's about studying for the test and getting a good grade, and then you're an achiever. And I was good at that. I was good at taking tests. Um, so I got good grades, not because I enjoyed learning in the slightest, but because I liked getting 100% on the test and, and it was a means to an end for me. Um, I definitely understood from a very young age that achievement can be influenced by working hard because I was an incredibly hard worker. But I think that in school, it was very much about regurgitating information to get a good grade, not to develop yourself and grow. So when it came to the working world, I had to unlearn everything I learned in school that had been rewarded in school. And learning actually mattered for the first time after I graduated. So it was, it was, uh, it, it shook me up a bit because it was so different. But, you know, the brain is like a muscle and we can train it over time through repetition. And I think that once you have this idea of this concept in your head that, when you experience failure, it's about growing from it. You you can remind yourself of it and you can reiterate that to yourself and to others on a regular basis. And so, you know, once that I, it was kind of, it was, it was summed up perfectly for me in, in the book, which is why I love it so much. But um, I think it's something that if you want to succeed in your career, it's a, it's a huge concept to that's that's critical to grasp in order to do that how big a role do you think having some sort of appetite for risk in order to adopt a growth mindset how much do you think that plays a part i think you definitely have to have an appetite for risk because you have to be okay with the fact that it might not work out and that was you know when you're like a, a perfectionist kid you as a child don't try things it's like the reason i don't know how to skate to this day is because i didn't learn as a kid because i didn't want to fall down and mm. um so you have to you have to be okay with falling down, you know? And I think that the the younger you can learn that, the better. 
So the makeup market is a very competitive one. How does having a growth mindset affect the decisions you make about new products? It's it's a good question. Um, I think that we, when it comes to product development, we have a kind of mixed view of we have so much feedback we get from our audience. So we take a huge amount of that into account. And we don't like to follow trends. So this sort of, I think the most risk-free thing to do would be to just follow trends. The second most risk-free would be to create what people are asking from you, which, and there's a lot of merit and there's, a, and we do do a lot of that. But there's something to be said for creating something that people don't even know to ask for yet. You know, it's like the Henry Ford thing. It's, you know, nobody would have asked for the car. Nobody, the modern version of that is nobody would have asked for Amazon Prime. What are we creating in the beauty business that people don't know they should ask for because it's great. And, and Trini's actually very good at that, about sort of anticipating those needs before they're articulated. So it's very much about pushing boundaries and creativity. But as you said before, there's there's risk in that. So I think it, it does impact what we do. Some stuff we do is safer, for sure. And if people are asking for it, we know it'll be more likely to be automatically successful. But I think it's about a balance of doing both because you'll never have a massive hit if people are asking for it because if they're asking for it, they know what it is and it's not necessarily all that innovative. So you need to do both, I think. Shira, thank you so much for your time on 929. What stood out to you this week? Was it Shira's risk-taking approach to having a growth mindset or was it encouraging your team to commit to continuous development? Before I go, I've got something to help your week go that bit better. Fiverr are offering listeners to this podcast 20% off their next order when you use the discount code PODCAST22 at fiverr.com. Try it today. And just a reminder to try that new podcast from Fiverr's company, Stoke Tannen. It's called How I Scaled My Team and it will give you great insight from leading tech execs about how their companies grew and how yours can too. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.